0: at loveisrael.org that's one word loveisrael.org now here's baruch with today's lesson
1: do you have the right prophetic expectations concerning israel and when i say israel i mean both the land of israel and the people of israel in a broad sense the jewish people when we look at prophecy we can be assured of something God is going to move mightily in the last days, and he is going to bring a remnant, specifically one-third of the Jewish people, to faith. And faith means receiving the gospel. We know what the prophet Zechariah says, that in the last days when Israel is surrounded by enemies, that every nation is going to go up for battle against Jerusalem and against the Jewish people we know that Messiah is going to come and I'm speaking about his second coming and he is going to deliver his old covenant people and Zechariah says this they are going to look upon the one who is pierced and they're going to receive him they're going to mourn his first coming when he died upon that cross they're going to receive him and then exactly like Messiah taught at the end of Matthew 23 we see that the kingdom is going to be established God is faithful and if we look not just with prophetic eyes but just with natural eyes we can see something we can see as the prophets told God is going to return the Jewish people back to the borders of Israel and that is exactly what is happening it is increasing it's began some time ago, but make no mistake, even though that much of the world, for example, the United Nations, are not in favor of the Jewish people inhabiting the land of Israel, all the promised land, doesn't make one bit of difference to God. It is going to happen, and it is taking place. So let me ask you again. Do you have the right prophetic expectations concerning israel take out your bible and look with me to the book of romans and chapter 11. now many times i will be sharing about israel to a group and i get a a most disappointing response from people they'll say things such as this well that's the old testament well that's the word of god it is Scripture." I mean, to think that because something is written in the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, that it's no longer valid, that it's been done away with, that, my friend, is heresy. All of God's word is relevant today. But let me just point out to you what I'm going to be sharing comes from the New Testament, comes from one writer, and that is the Apostle Paul. So look with me to that 11th chapter of the book of Romans. We began that chapter last week, and the next two lessons, we're going to see some important things concerning what we should expect concerning God moving in the land of Israel and also among the Jewish people to bring them to faith in order that God's purposes can be carried out without a remnant of israel the kingdom is not going to begin so let's begin the book of romans chapter 11 and let's begin with that 11th verse paul is writing and he says these words therefore i say and the subject is indeed the jewish people he asks this question have they stumbled in order that they should fall Now, there are teachers that say this, that Israel has broken covenant and God has cast them off and replaces them with other nations. Is this the perspective of the Apostle Paul? Is that what we learn in the New Testament? So Paul asks the question, have they stumbled, and they have, but have they stumbled that they have fallen, meaning fallen away from God's purposes no longer his covenant people that they have been replaced or simply done away with is that the right perspective it is not notice Paul's response to this question have they stumbled in order that they should fall and he uses that familiar negation where he writes me geneto let it never be that phrase means it's not a possibility so if anyone tells you that god has replaced the jewish people with other individuals with other nations that he has cast them aside that there's no longer any relevance in the land of israel that person is wrong that person is speaking heresy that person is not basing their remarks upon what the scripture says specifically what we should expect paul has a perspective paul has an expectation why well let me give you one example in 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 paul is speaking and he says to believers he says you have no need that i should write to you brethren meaning brothers and sisters in the faith you have no need that i should write to you concerning the times and the seasons now he's speaking about the end times what's going to happen why because the prophets have spoken of this the prophets have revealed this so if you're one of these individuals that think well that's that's in the old testament you are in conflict with what paul believed when paul speaks about the scriptures primarily he's speaking about the old testament and what the old testament says concerning the last days these times and seasons they everything he wrote all of these things are still relevant they are going to be fulfilled and this is why we're seeing what's taking place in the world today the world is going through a separation between those that are moved by faith and those who reject faith those who live a rebellious life and one of the things that that god uses to show who indeed are his new covenant people he uses the land of israel and the people of israel i'm speaking about the jewish people in a general sense if we don't have the right expectation concerning the land of israel and the people of israel we're going to miss out what god is doing in our days and why that's so tragic is this because god is moving and faith demands that we participate with god that we join together in what god is doing it is so significant that we see more and more jewish people returning to the land of israel so he says yes they meaning israel the jewish people have stumbled but don't think that that means that they have fallen away from god next he says but but their transgression and he's going to tell us what their transgression has brought about and again we need to see this from the right vantage point God makes a choice and God will use the one that he has chosen the question is how they can either submit praise God when that happens and when we submit to God's choice that we are an obedient participant in the things of God we will be blessed but when a person is chosen by god and we talked about pharaoh pharaoh was chosen by god that god would be magnified in egypt and throughout the world pharaoh rebelled against that but god didn't cast pharaoh aside he continued to use pharaoh for his purpose and god's greatness was seen in the life of pharaoh how by pharaoh's destruction by god punishing pharaoh and destroying his army and despite pharaoh's desire the people were sent forth exactly as god said ultimately it would happen pharaoh because he disobeyed god still used him but because he was disobedient pharaoh did not receive blessing but he received that curse and he ultimately was destroyed so god is going to use who he has chosen and he has chosen israel and even though they have stumbled even though there's a transgression notice what it says verse 11 the second part but their transgression what has come about he says salvation of the nations Now, Israel rejected for the most part, and we have to understand something about this section of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 11. God is going to speak in some general terms. He's speaking about Israel, generally speaking. There's always going to be that remnant, that exception. And he's also talking about the nations. And here again, he's talking about the nations generally. Not every individual but in a general sense so what has happened because of israel's rejection of the gospel this message of salvation that's what the gospel is the only message of salvation it has been given throughout the nations does that mean that everyone who is part of any nation has received it of course not but the gospel has gone forth god's purpose is what he said despite israel's disobedience That gospel has still gone forth and many of the nations have received. Praise God for that. So he's teaching us a principle. Look again, he writes, but their transgression, what's the outcome? The salvation of the nations. Look now to the next verse, verse 12. For this, this blessing, this salvation that's come to the nation, God wants to use that. Why? To provoke them, to make them jealous for that same relationship with God, that same, same glory that's being shown through believers of all nations. Israel ought to be provoked, ought to be jealous for that. So he says in the next verse, verse 12, he says, but since their transgression is what he talks about here uses a different word the richness of the world now what has happened what he's saying is this because of Israel's rejection that gospel message has enriched the world that truth of Messiah what Messiah has done it has been proclaimed throughout the world again praise god for that so israel's rejection their stumble did not thwart god's plan did not bring an end to the purposes of god god was able to continue but israel has not been blessed israel out of disobedience has suffered greatly and therefore what does paul say paul says as an outcome of that this this message of salvation this this richness of god's word has enriched the world and he also says look now at the second part of verse verse 12 and there and this is a word for failure or it can be the word for losing something their loss their failure what has it brought about he says and he uses the same word the richness the wealth to the nations now look at the end of verse 12. he asks a question he says if this rejection this disobedience this transgression this failure this loss has brought about the wealth of the nations enriched them with the word of God and salvation he says how much more their fulfilling their acceptance now why is that important it's important because this verse is telling us something and i hope you can discern what it is this verse tells us that paul he anticipated paul expected that the jewish people would be brought into the fullness of god through what through that gospel message now understand there's not one way for a Jew and one way for a Gentile God's truth is truth for all humanity so Paul is anticipating he's expecting something because he's read the prophets he has listened to the the testimony of Messiah and Messiah also showed to us that there's going to be a time when Israel is going to be right, made right with God. That Israel, and we know how, through much suffering. I'm not happy about that. I don't want to see my kindred go through difficulties. But what God's reveals and the prophets reveal, this necessary time of what Jeremiah calls a time of trouble for Jacob. It is necessary. And what's the outcome? well in Hebrew it says which means a time of trouble intense suffering for Jacob meaning for the Jewish people but from it or out of it what does he say which means he will be saved so we should anticipate prophetically that there's coming a time when Jacob meaning the Jewish people are going to be saved all of them no a remnant and paul says look at the end of verse 12. he says if they're falling they're stumbling their their loss met the wealth the enriching through god's truth through the gospel of the nations he says how much more their fullness bringing a remnant of them into god's new covenant people verse 13. he says for to you i say who's to you to the nations now paul is speaking this because he says and as much as i am the apostle to the nations and he says i glorify he's emphasizing he uses the word glorify but but in our speech he's emphasizing his ministry why because he knows something israel is supposed to be a blessing to the nations and paul is rejoicing that god has called him we know from this this experience that paul had on the road to damascus that that he was called to be that apostle to the nations to testify before leaders and kings that's gospel message and how how god has used the apostle paul praise god for his faithfulness paul's writing down what the holy spirit inspired him to write down and paul rejoices he's emphasizing this call that he received as the apostle to the nations now verse 14. he wants to minister to the nations why he says if by somehow i might provoke i might make jealous my flesh now what does he mean when he says my flesh he's talking about his kindred his relatives in other words when he says my flesh paul being jewish he's talking about other jewish people he says i want to follow agree with god's strategy what is that well the Gentiles they because Israel's rejection Israel's stumbling Israel's failure Israel's loss that gospel comes to the Nations and God says that it might provoke provoke the Jewish people so Paul's committed to his call to be the Apostle to the Nations why he wants to provoke he wants to make jealous he says my flesh meaning the jewish people and he says look at the end and i will save a portion from them that's paul's desire to be used by god in order that through paul a portion of the jewish people might also know salvation he's the apostle to the nations but He always had that soft spot in his heart for the Jewish people. And may I suggest to you, in the strongest words possible, you ought to as well. Remember what we studied back in the first chapter of Romans. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. It says here that the gospel is given to the Jew first and also the Gentile. And Paul, although he is the apostle to the Gentiles, where does he go he gets to some city and the first place he visits and you can check this out for example in the book of acts he visits the synagogue paul being the apostle to the gentiles he always emphasized speaking that gospel to the jewish people as well now look at what he says in the next verse verse 15 which is going to be our last verse he says here verse 15 For if the casting away of them. Now, this is momentarily. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. We see that the Jewish people, the children of Israel, were not faithful to God. What happened? Well, just read sometime the prophecy of Jeremiah. They went into exile. God cast them away, but for a limited time. For 70 years, and in the same way, Israel has been in a time of of punishment, a time of being set aside, but things are changing in our days. We see going back to 1948, what happened? Well, we see that God began to move to establish, and praise God for this, the modern nation of Israel. And before that time and especially after that time, still in our days, as I have mentioned several times in this message, as the prophet's the man, God is returning the Jewish people to the land. And what does Paul know? Paul knows prophecy. Therefore, he has the right expectation. He knows what's to, to anticipate. And look at what he says in verse verse. 15 for if they're casting away brought about what potentially this this reconciliation of the world the gospel went out to all nations and we know something before Israel is going to be brought into the kingdom through faith in that gospel turning to God in faith because of that time of trouble we know something it says for example in matthew chapter 24 a very important end time chapter and verse 14 it says before the end it is necessary that this gospel of the kingdom be proclaimed to all nations and only after it goes forth to all nations as a testimony unto them then that end will come well we are living at a very significant time prophetically on god's timetable that gospel has gone forth to most nations and therefore it's not by chance but by the providence of god we see the nation of israel and we see the majority of the jewish people throughout the world have been brought back to the land so he says here for if they're casting away brings about the reconciliation of the world potentially that gospel goes forth to all the nations he says what will their acceptance what will bring about when they receive the gospel now i need to to stop for a moment before i give the answer and correct something that many people are teaching in fact there's an organization in israel And I like the people that are part of that. They do a lot of good work, but they're teaching something that's not biblically true. And I don't need to name that organization, but let me just deal with the false doctrine. This is what they teach. They say, based upon just what we've studied, if this this rejection of Israel of the gospel has brought about, we could say, a revival among the nations many gentiles getting saved from every tribe and nation and people and language praise God for that then what will their acceptance bring about well instead of looking at the text and seeing you know what they say a greater revival they say support us we're doing work in Israel and when we bring more and more jewish people to faith israelis to the gospel that is going to trigger an unbelievable time of revival throughout the world well i wish that was the case but that's not what we see in the scripture that's not what paul says see we need to always base our theology on the biblical text look again at this verse for if they're casting away that that setting aside temporarily we know that that god will will take the people and put them in exile for a limited time before he brings them back so this casting away brought about reconciliation of the world therefore what will be their acceptance their restoration and he tells us will it not be what life from the dead now what does that mean life from the dead well i can define that in another way with just one word resurrection what paul is saying here is he's using an expression life from the dead what is that resurrection and as i've shared many many times with you whenever resurrection is mentioned it is about the kingdom resurrection relates to the establishment of the kingdom of God and what Paul is saying and we're going to see this it's going to be foreshadowed next week and really defined well in the week after that when we conclude Romans chapter 11 and Paul is saying this that it's when Israel that remnant of Israel comes to faith what should we expect the kingdom of God, to be established. So when he says, what will their acceptance be? But life from the dead, resurrection, what's it going to bring about? A time of revival? No. Why do I say no emphatically? Because when Israel gets right, see, there's a time for the Gentiles. Paul speaks about the fullness of the Gentiles. And when that happens, as we're going to see, God's going to turn his attention to Israel. That remnant is going to get saved. And then what is going to happen? The establishment of the kingdom of God. Well, we'll see that clearer and clearer in the next two weeks when we look at Paul's writing in the last part of Romans chapter 11. A great chapter, a significant chapter, which we'll complete in the next two weeks. Until then, may God bless you. Shalom from Israel.
0: as you walk with it. Shalom from Israel.